Welcome to another episode of Get It Right with Mike and Trey. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I was going to say, it's not Halloween yet, is it? No, but I just, it just, it felt right. I'm Mike. That's Trey. Say hello, Trey. Hello, Trey. <laughs> I guess we can't keep using that one over and over. Uh, no, well, we, it's gonna get old. Yeah, we'll use it as much as we want to. It's our show. We'll do what the hell we want to do. There you go. You know, we're, we're producing this thing. We're doing this. We're, we're, we're uh, recording this on June 15th. Yes. So I'm not sure when it's going to drop, but the June 15th is the day we're recording. It'll drop soon. Yeah. It'll drop soon. You know, we we came up with a kind of a funny topic. Well, it was not funny, but you brought this up about you know when we were when we were kids, we used to talk about how tall buildings were. These huge buildings. We were fascinated with tall structures. The Empire State Building was yeah. number two. The Twin Towers were number one. Yeah, and it it was just. It was endless talk about the 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 tallest building, and you know when you found out about the skyscrapers. And now, the Empire State Building. You don't first off, you don't ever anybody talk about it. No, I mean, I bet you you could go to when we were kids, and we're we're both forty nine years old. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, and I. In fact, we're we're just a few days apart. I'm actually the elder statesman here yeah. by about twenty days. Uh, but we, he's we, got the great approval. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. But, but when we were kids, you could probably go to any 12-year-old mm-hmm. our age and say, hey, what's the tallest building in the world? And they could tell you. Mm-hmm. And what's the second tallest? They could tell you. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows? Nobody talks the, about it. The Empire State Building is number 50 right now. Wow. It was number two when we, we were growing up. Number 50. It's number 50. So so 48 taller buildings have been built Yep. since we were little children in the playground. Yep. It, it's it's just weird to me that you have first yeah. off the tallest <laughs> the tallest building in America now is One World Trade Center, yeah okay, but it's number six in the world. <laughs> I know the tallest one is is in uh, UAE. Yep, United Arab Emirates, the Burj Khalifa or something like that. The hell is it? I mean, uh, is it a hotel? Is it a? I don't know. It's a big building. Yeah. How, house of ill repute. I mean, what? <laughs> But then China, China has a lot of them, and they're they're growing. In fact, China has number two, four, seven, eight, nine, and eleven, and twelve, and thirteen. Oh my god! Yeah, and seventeen. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Now Malaysia was wow. interesting because the world's twin tallest twin towers, and they, these were taller than uh, I think the World Trade Center towers as well. Was the Petronas Towers? And they were the large, tallest buildings in the world from 1998 to 2004. Really? Yep. And they were the, uh, the, this, I found this interesting. The first tallest building in the world since 1908 outside the United States. Really? Yes. The United States held the, held the record for the tallest building in the world from 1908 to 1998. Really? Mm-hmm. Remember that it's kind of, a, it's become an iconic photo now. But it's the a picture of of these guys. These builders are all you got it up here. There you got it's on the wall there. I, my, I walked right by you it. You walked right by it. I, I actually have that. Funnily enough, yes. And these guys are sitting. And this, you know, now if you saw if somebody took this today, it's oh hell, it's Photoshop. This is not Photoshop. No, first off, there was no such thing as a Photoshop. These guys are sitting on a beam. God knows how many stories above the yeah. New York skyline. And this is the building of the Empire State Building. It's one of my favorite pictures in the world. Yeah, it's eating. huge. I've got a huge picture on my wall right here. They're eating lunch. They're yeah. just having lunch. They're hanging out and having lunch. That one know? guy looks like he's got a, like a bottle of whiskey. One guy's sharing. He's lighting a guy's cigarette for him. Yeah. 
Uh, they all got the box lunch, and one guy at the very end of there looks like he's got a bottle of whiskey. I wouldn't doubt bottle it. Bottle of hooch. And I got news for you. First of all, um, no, this was not OSHA approved. No, it was oh shit approved. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, you're going, y'all doing that? Oh shit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure that not a damn one of these guys is wearing non-skid shoes. <laughs> non-skid shoes so you know you're standing you got these leather bottom shoes on yeah which i don't know if you've never worn leather bottom shoes you step on something wet your feet want to slide oh absolutely okay if there's any moisture on this thing at all somebody could slip and fall to their death how, how many times how many growing up in texas been a lot of people wearing cowboy boots how many guys have you seen bust their ass getting into a fist fight on asphalt with cowboy <laughs> boots on you got to learn. You got to rock back on your heels before you throw a punch. If you try to lean into the punch and stand on your toes, you're just on leather. And I've seen a bunch of guys, and generally, I know I'm glad you're sitting down, Mike. Sometimes alcohol's been involved. <laughs> Remember Cheyenne Cattle Company? Oh, yeah. If you're not listening locally, that means nothing to you. There was a bar here called Cheyenne Cattle Company. But everybody's here. Every. City of any size has, and we're not big, 100,000 people, but everybody's yeah. got a Cheyenne cattle company. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of there one night, and these two guys, the very thing you're talking about, and they're in a fist fight. And the parking lot is like park gravel, too, by the way. There's like some blacktop, and there was like gravel, I think. And these guys, one of them, he, he just, his feet go straight up in yep. the damn air, out at like 45-degree angles, and he falls back on his head and knocks himself out. Yeah. End of fight. That's it. The other dude never landed a punch, I don't think. The other guy just but he fell got, But down. he scored a knockout. But he scored a knockout. All because well, the other guy slipped. So anyhow, boxing lesson from trade is if you're wearing cowboy boots and you're on blacktop, rock back on your heels. Yes, you yes. won't hit quite as hard, but you won't bust your ass. That's right. And don't get in a fist fight with Trey because he'll win. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. I've seen the boy swing. <laughs> Well, got anyhow, a mean swing. Th- this is just this was a fascinating thing to me. We talked about it growing up, and just used to talk about it constantly. And I'm like going, you know, there's a lot of tropes. You think about it, every every uh, sitcom when we were growing up yeah. or cartoon, the banana, somebody slipping on a banana peel, yes, or uh, oh, remember the souffle? Mm-hmm. If there was a souffle, the souffle would would melt, or the turkey, the Thanksgiving turkey, where they would cut into it. And it would just, air would come out and stuff like that. <laughs> Those were all, but just in every 60s and 70s sitcom, there were those things or, you know, there were just little tropes. Mm-hmm. And this this was one of those deals that mm-hmm. just thought about it, driving in today going, you know, there's no discussion of tall buildings. No. So. No. But we do still have a few. Now, we also have, now here in, in Wichita Falls, Texas, we have the littlest skyscraper. Yes, we do. This uh, this con artist came to town back in the was it late teens, early twenties, or something, something like that. I think it was early twenties, I believe. Yeah, and uh, was going to build this huge this skyscraper, and he sold the town fathers on it, and they bought into this whole thing. Money was invested, and then it turns out that the blueprints were scaled in inches, not he, in feet. And he did build it. And he did build he it. He legally built it. But yeah. it was, like you said, they were scaled in inches as opposed to feet. There literally is not a floor in this building that Trey or I could stand up straight in. So, uh, it's and it's still there to this day. You would have thought they would have torn the thing down out of anger or something. But they didn't. It's still there. And it's been it's housed all kinds of little novelty stores and right. antique shops. And, you know, they found a use for it. It's It's got a... 
it's got a quirky history now to it. But uh, but yeah, this guy it was a it was a one of the early Ponzi schemes, and this guy apparently this guy did it in more than one town too. By the way, the world's uh, littlest skyscraper, yeah. I believe, is how it's listed in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure exactly how tall it is, but trust me, it ain't really a skyscraper. No, no, yeah, right here in Wichita Falls. Yeah, Superman looks at it and goes <laughs> a single bound, <laughs> a little tr- little hop. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, moving on here. Um, tech giants on the chopping block. What are you thinking about this? I think that the, the days of, of, um, Zuckerberg and, uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, being able to run their empires, however they wish unfettered unchecked is just about over. I think they have turned they've now turned into almost the AT&Ts of the 21st century. Almost like a public utility. Um if you if those of you that are old enough if you remember the the big AT&T bust up back in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um they you know courts ruled they had a monopoly and they ordered them to break up and and you had the, the birth I guess of what they called the baby bells. You had all these little telephone companies popping up because um AT&T got busted up into a million pieces. And, um, and it's, you know, today, anybody much under the age of, of 45 wouldn't remember this, but when Trey and I were growing up, our moms and dads, you didn't own your telephone. No, you, you were leased it. your telephone. Yeah. Uh, you got charged a, a charge on your bill every month for the privilege of having a handset or more than one handset. And you got charged for each one in the house. And, you couldn't go to you know a Walmart or Best Buy or anywhere else and just buy a phone, you know. And no one had cell cell phones. Cell phone not in early now. When we got to be teenagers, I think that had changed where you could get us another line and oh yeah, and, and plug by, it in. By nineteen eighty five, that had all changed. Yeah, but but when we were children, we yeah. were in the seventies, yeah, seventies, yeah, early eighties, you still had to lease your phones, and so you you had uh, and we hell we still had a rotary phone in the house up until I was in my, junior high school. My parents' bedroom, the phone in my parents' bedroom was a rotary phone when I was yeah up. yeah. So you know we we still had those, and, and which used to really piss you off if you were trying to call into the radio station mm-hmm. and be caller number nine to win something. <laughs> you're trying to you're cranking that thing way back, or you get pissed off if any of your friends had a nine in their in their phone. <laughs> oh hell, I'm not calling you. you got three nines in there. It'll take me. It's gonna take me ten minutes to yeah. call you, and uh, you know back in those days, and long distance calls were were wildly expensive in those days too. Oh, it it was a it was a uh, a financial endeavor to make a long distance call. Oh yeah, you you, you, you would it. shut everybody down in the house. I'm on long distance. You know, <laughs> you budgeted for it. <laughs> it's right. It was a financial choice. Yeah. Well, you know that you got here today. You got Facebook, which is massive the largest uh, social media platform in the world. They have eclipsed anything MySpace ever was or ever could have been. They have eclipsed everyone else. Uh, they've eaten, you know, they, of course, Instagram belongs to Facebook now. So they have this massive, massive audience of people that is global. Same thing with Twitter. They have a global audience. Um, but they've, they've demonstrated their willingness to shut down people to shut down people's speech. And they've tried to argue that we're private companies. The the constitutional protections to free speech don't apply to us. Well, I beg to differ. And I think my reason for differing may be different than a lot of other people's. 
And in particular, I think this applies to Facebook most especially, but also to Twitter. The social media platforms have become the new town square. Exactly. They have become the new letter to the editor. They have become the soundboard for people worldwide. But also, they are now the conduit, the pipeline, if you will, through which mountains of news, information, opinions, and ideas flow. And commerce for that. And commerce, too. Every single day. Yeah. Literally. Literally. You, if right now, if you really sat down and, and, and I would encourage you to do this, because I've done this. Sit down with, with a, let's do the old-fashioned way. Get out your big chief tablet. Can we still say that? Yeah. Yes. Well, we can on a podcast. Yeah. And number three pencil. Uh, yeah, number three Big pencil. old fat pencils. <laughs> Were they number three, the fat ones? Yeah, yeah. Get out your pad and pencil or pad and pen and sit down and, and make a list of every, in a day of all the news stories that you've paid attention to and where you found them. I guarantee you they came through one of three sources. Facebook, Twitter, or if you're an iPhone user, Apple News. Because See, Apple News is a big is a big pipeline now too, and this this I, I am one of the rare exceptions to this rule. I agree with you, but I don't do Twitter, and I don't I've never I don't even know what a Twitter I mean I know what Twitter is. I don't have a Twitter thingy right. handle whatever, and I don't get on Facebook right. But so but you, but I, I agree with you. And but, I don't have an Apple. But you're you're in you're in you're in a minority, very much a minority with I social am. media. Yeah, because so many people, you know, in your case now your your business that you own uh, has a Facebook page. Yes. And there's a lot of commerce that takes place there, and you, you don't use it for you know uh, it's it's not a political soundboard it's not a you know it's not a platform for that it's it's all business and all you know hey look you know the, the newest model of this or here we got this new machine in or, or this is hey we consignment. finally got something in yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but but that that's what it's for but nonetheless. How much commerce flows through that? Oh, yeah. You know, Enormous I mean, you amount. can tie real dollars to that. Absolutely can. Yeah. You can tie real money to that. Money that you're making, money that you're investing in it, but money that you're also making from it. So my argument here, and this this would be my, my warning, if you will, to Zuckerberg and and uh, and Jack and everybody else out here. Jack Even though Dorsey. I don't think they're listening. No, they're not. <laughs> <clears throat> but there are people that, yeah, anyway. These guys better watch out because they have set themselves up to be the next public utility that gets busted up into a billion pieces by the federal court system. They are, I think they are walking a dangerously thin line between their, um, their decision-making capabilities and abilities as a, as a, a private firm or a publicly traded company and their obligations to the public good when it comes to the dissemination and the transportation of news, information, and ideas. Um, you know, with the, with the telephone company thing, you know, when you were AT&T and you were the, hell, you were the only thing out there. You know, if you, you want a telephone, you went through AT&T. You wanted a telephone, you call up your local bell company, you know, and they came, the guy came out to your house and they ran a wire and they put a box in and they put, they put your phone in. You didn't put your phone up on the wall or on the desk. They did it for you. They set everything up and then they demonstrated for you exactly how to use it. That's right. You want to dial up or you put your finger right here and go, and you dial the zero. 
you had to depend on them. You had no other options, and that's what led to them getting broken up, in part because they could charge whatever the hell they wanted to, they could do whatever the hell they wanted to, and there was nobody to challenge them. What's Facebook's nearest competitor? Well, I mean, hell, they had was this parlor, and it got basically broken up. And they, and they, and they, and they were instrumental. And I'm going to tell you something right yeah. now. Uh, right now, Jack Dorsey and, and, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg were instrumental in helping shut that down. They, they were, even though they, they might not have had a direct hand in it. By God, they helped influence the, decision, the decisions that got them shut. Google shut them down because they kicked them off their servers. Yeah, see, I think, I think, and I agree with you, I think there's enough evidence out there that anybody that wanted to make the case would go to a federal court and say, yep. they are, the, the problem is that it's not the free tap of information. If, if Facebook and all them want to say, hey, all we're doing is having information flow through us and we're not touching it or adjusting it, fine. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. No, they are deciding who gets hurt. They, they have algorithms in place on yep. these platforms. If you say something or do something, for I'll just give you a really good example. <clears throat> if you start to question the prescribed narratives concerning COVID-19, you will be flagged. Your, your post will get a little banner at the bottom. It's, you know, it says COVID-19 on it, and this has been fact-checked, and blah, blah, blah. And, and they will suppress, they will suppress the impressions of your of your post. Right. They're not saying they'll even kick you off. No. It just it'll be that as opposed to the twelve thousand people that you think we're gonna see it, twelve people see it. Exactly. You know, maybe you got three thousand friends on your list, but only thirty see it. Or three. They will throttle you back. They will throttle you way back mm-hmm. as they see fit. And and I've been to Facebook jail. They're gonna put a governor on you. I've been I've been to the big house. <laughs> And they serve rotten cheese over there. I'm just saying. But anyway, um, they they are they have put themselves in the position of being this massive pipeline for news and information and ideas. And if they have the freedom to choke that off and decide who gets hurt and who doesn't and who can be, that's censorship. Well, here's it's a perfect classic e- censorship. Here's a perfect example. The president of the United States, the former president of the United States, has now been censored from Facebook for two years. Yeah. Why? Right. You you can sit here and say this bullshit about he incited a riot. That is such bullshit. He and did it, not incite a riot. I was going to yeah, I don't care if you like Donald Trump or not like Donald Trump. If you, you have to be so intellectually dishonest yes. to say whatever he said incited a riot. It's yeah. stupid. What he said was stupid, by the way. I, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with him being blustery and, and making a big deal about everything. He should not have done that. But to say he incited a riot, are you getting, and by the way, this riot who, you mean the riot who, who killed thousands of people? Uh, no. A couple of people died. And you mean this riot that caused, you know, billions of dollars worth of dam- property damage? No. Just, some, just a little bit of property damage. Now let me tell you something. If you think Donald Trump... If you think Donald Trump engaged in too much blustering, go back and read some history on some former presidents. Let's see. Uh, I believe it was Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. <laughs> they actually tried to kill each other. Well, one did kill one did, him. Yeah. <laughs> they fought a duel. Yeah. They, I mean, pistols at 30 paces. 
What the hell? So if you think if you know Donald Trump's mean tweets hurt somebody's feelings, go and do that we. Sure, I you know I would take a mean tweet at a buck ninety five gas right now over anything we got in Washington. Well, the whole thing is you go back and listen, they they keep wanting to point to January sixth or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, that's fine, but look at it and look at the reality. Look at the facts. Mm-hmm. But listening to the bullshit and look at the facts. <laughs> right? How many people got hurt? Right. Okay. There wasn't very many. There was a few. Somebody got shot. There was a lady who who put herself in a position. And by the way. When you put your, put yourself in that position and you get killed, that's fine. I, I don't I don't really have any sympathy for you. You put yourself in that position. There was a guy who was a police officer there mm-hmm. who was was killed. And by the way, boy, you talk about they put that guy on a pedestal, laying in state and had a whole procession. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but if you're the next uh, capital city officer that dies on the line of duty, holy crap! Well, and did it turn out how, dis- though, how disappointed is your family going to be that he didn't die of blunt force trauma? He had a stroke or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what they're saying. They're saying possibly it was just bear spray, possibly, but nobody knows. Right. And that's the whole thing. What about the pipe bombs? What? Remember there were pipe bombs and all these guns, and they were going to shoot them up. Who shot? The fact of the matter is, there was a lot of people there, and the police were letting them in there. If they wanted to shoot people, they'd have shot the place up. They weren't there to do that. So you can't say that's the same as a riot, especially when you've been sitting on your ass and letting things happen like has happened in Seattle and Chicago when they're burning buildings down. And by the way, Seattle, they took a whole block or a whole area and said, this now belongs to us. Right then, and I was disappointed in Donald Trump, and I said this on the radio then, I'm going to say it again. I was disappointed in Trump when they said, we now own this place. He should have sent... Delta Force or somebody in there and told everybody, we are going to come in and going to take this back. You have three hours. Get out. Get out. And if you don't, well, shit's going to happen, what, and I don't care. What happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. What happens, you, happens, baby. Because now, now you're an occupying force yeah. in our country. Yeah. That's a different thing. When you have these riots and it's up to the local police to handle that yeah. kind of stuff, okay. Yeah. But when you now because say... I now own this and control mm-hmm. this part of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. No, sir. That's an occupying force. And how do we handle occupying forces? Because if the Russians showed up and took over a little corner of Seattle and said, hey, we now we now occupy right this, would we sit back and not do anything <laughs> and not send Delta Force or SEAL Team 6 or something in no, there? No, we would, we would at least send the, the kids from Red Dawn in to take care exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we send somebody in. To handle it, yeah. okay? <laughs> we, somebody would go in. Yeah, so so anyhow, oh. th- I, this is this is one of those deals that I agree, and I think you're right. Facebook and Twitter have shown themselves to be this pipeline of information that they're mm-hmm. choking down, but they're choking it down in the way they see fit. And therefore, as far as I'm concerned, I agree they're leaving themselves exposed to be being broken up, and I'd like to see it sooner rather than later. I want to I want to jump onto this uh, this topic because we we got a few minutes left here. People going nuts at airports and on airplanes. People oh, losing it. How much of this tray has to do with the masks? How how much of this is all due to just the masking and the and the the, the stifling of people? I, I think it's the mask and the stifling. I think you're. I think it's both. For so many months, for yeah. over a year, people have been told mask up and social distance and lock yourself in your house and become a hermit and all this other crap. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's happened is people are saying enough is enough. And by the way, I said this from the very beginning, you remember this, 
the masks are a bad idea. If you if you feel like you have to wear them for a specific purpose, I'm going to be in a big crowd. First off, it's proved to be BS anyhow. Right. But but just in case, I know at the at the, at the hospital they wear them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but to 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 make a fashion statement out of it and to, oh, it's a cool thing for kids to do and all that. That's bad. It's bad for people. It's bad for all of us to not see each other's faces. It's bad. It's horrible. It's not good for us. And now we're starting to see mm-hmm. the 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 cows have come or the crows have come home to roost. Mm-hmm. Or the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah. And and the cows are coming into the barn. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen. And we don't even know what this is going to do to our kids. No, the, the, the this is the adults. The mental health ramifications of this haven't even really hit yet. We're only starting to see the first blush of it. I think there's this massive wave of mental health issues that is going to sweep over us in the next year or two or three. Yeah, right um, now, get your kid into psychology. If you've got a kid who's about to go oh start college, God. get him to become a psychologist because yeah. they're going to be and psychiatrists yeah. are going to be busy or lawyers because there's going to be a, they're going to be more damn lawsuits Agreed. than you ever, ever thought possible. Um, you know, the thing with the mask too, it, it's funny. Uh, every, it really feels like they're so safe with the mask on any one of these, go to any store that still got them, which by the way, now everybody's got a markdown on clearance prices because they overbought this crap. Now they can't get rid of the damn stuff. Go pick a package of them up, and if you'll read carefully on the label, either at the bottom on the front or the back, it's going to say, not for medical use. Wait just a corn-plucking minute here. Not for medical use. Hey, watch your language, mister. Not. (laughs) I'm trying to be a little. I know. I get it. I'm just kidding. Shit. Anyway, (laughs) uh, not for medical use. If protecting yourself from the black plague of the 21st century, which is what they sold COVID as, by the way, if that's not a medical use, then what the hell is? Yeah. Then why are you selling me this damn mask that says on in little tiny print, not for medical use, but, but I'm trying to protect myself for a medical purpose. And not only that, hello, the government is telling me I have to do oh, it. Oh my God. Oh, and geez. businesses are telling me I have to do it. And and Trey, I'll tell you what, this is going to be the next big shoe to drop. And and the lawsuits have already started. Lawyers are already, billboards are already going up. You're already seeing ads for it. Uh we're again, the, the, the big wave hasn't hit yet. Yeah, I'm I'm but by the way, in some ways I'm ready for this to replace the vaginal mesh thing. I'm tired of <laughs> of seeing that. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing that lawsuit thing on, on TV co- over and over. Did your vaginal mesh collapse? Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of that. Did it come flying through your anus? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What the, what, the, what the hell is that all about? I don't know, but I'm tired of seeing it. First of all, until those commercials ran, I didn't know there was such a thing as a vaginal mesh. No. Had no idea. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I could have gone my whole life without knowing. Yeah, exactly. I would have been know, better off. I would have been fine not knowing. Uh, where was I going here? Oh yeah, so we're start we're, we the tsunami of lawsuits hasn't even begun yet, but you're already starting to see the first blushes of it, and you're going to see okay. So you've heard all the talk about uh, COVID passports, and, and you know Texas, no, we're not going to do COVID passports, and we're not going to allow it in this state, and other states are following suit. The federal government, eh, quite not so quite on board yet, although Republicans in Congress want that, but you know that'll come later. Uh, but you've got private companies that are engaging in that very thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you have to, if you don't get the vaccine, well, you're going to have to continue to wear a mask. 
So now, so now you're asking them to divulge their medical history. That's right. Oh, okay. So help, help me out here. So HIPAA mattered before, but it doesn't apply now. So if that's the case, can we start asking people if they have cancer, HIV, HIV, anything as they walk into your door? Yeah. Hey, do you have cancer? Yeah. Have you ever had scabies? Have yeah. you ever had crabs? Have you ever? <laughs> do you have, have the you, clap? Do you, do you have, have syphilis? You know, do you, you, know, you know, what? I mean, you have herpes. Where, and, and we're not, I mean, you know, we're being somewhat funny here, but where do you draw the damn line? That's right. And why, do you and why draw, is COVID, why is COVID why are all the rules? The Constitution of the United States was suspended because of COVID. Yes. HIPAA laws that have been shoved up our ass over and over have been for years. suspended because of COVID. Yeah, I Re- got, really? I got I got dressed down like I had just violated a cardinal rule once because I asked about a coworker who was in the hospital. Are they okay? How are they doing? And I would you can't ask that. We we can't have any discussion about that. It's it's a HIPAA violation. We can't even talk about it. We cannot talk about their about their health status at all. All I did was ask it did they live? Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> come on, hell. When's the funeral? Is <laughs> that yo? Yeah. Do, I, do I wear black or blue tomorrow? Yeah. What do I wear? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, that's all. And and I got dressed down like a damn criminal over it. And it it was aggravating. And you know, so I just, okay, I won't, I'm sorry. I didn't, didn't mean to piss you off, but you know, so HIPAA mattered before, but it doesn't matter now. And now we're starting to find out that, you know, this virus wasn't naturally occurring. It did escape from the lab. There's a mountain, a mountain of circumstantial evidence that points to this having come directly out of the Wuhan virology laboratory. This came out of that lab. Whether it was deliberate, whether it was accidental, we're never going to really know. But it came out of that damn laboratory. And we all we know for sure it came out of China. And it damn but, sure came out of China. But going back, yeah, the people going nuts, this is crazy. People are having fist fights in airports, on airplanes. Yes. You know, and it's, and it's all somebody, ties back to this stuff, though, Trey. Oh, I, I agree. The I agree. attitudes, <laughs> the aggravation, the anger. You know, planes are being forced to land and escort. You know, cops are escorting people off the damn plane. Over a mask. Thing is, if you if you go crazy on a plane with me, I might choke you to death, so that way we can go ahead and get to our destination. Because <laughs> yeah. just beat the shit out of you and, and and put you in ties or something. We might have to land the plane earlier. If I go ahead and put you in the sleeper hold and then just hold it till you quit breathing, can we go ahead and go to our destination? Yeah, I think they have refrigeration on the plane. We can just yeah. stuff you in. <laughs> Drop them in the holder. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I'm joking about that, but it, it, it it's crazy oh. because it's one of those deals. Yeah. It's disrupting everything. Yes. Yes, it is. It is disrupting. And and I don't know. I think there are some aspects of our society, Trey, that are just, that don't want to go back to anything that's quote unquote normal. No. They don't want to go back to it. They don't want to. And it's a damn shame. Well, first off, there's a monetary thing for some people. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot, there's people that have made a lot of money. Sure they have. Off this COVID thing. Sure they have. You think Amazon, Home Depot, oh. Lowe's, if you're in the lumber, Walmart, if you're in the lumber business, you're still making a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all of those people, all those people made up made a ton of money during this COVID. Yeah. So, do you think those people wanted to go back to normal? No, no. Gravy train, baby. Yeah. Big time gravy. And if you're train. a publicly traded company, by yeah. the way, you have a fiduciary responsibility to make as much money as you can for your stockholders. Yeah. So technically, you you've got to want this to not have go back to yeah. normal. Well. I don't know. When's the last time you were on a plane? Uh oh, well, I'll tell you what it was. It was the week before the week before COVID. It was March 
it was the first week of March. So, it, and it would have been probably March the 8th, 9th, 10th or something mm-hmm. of 2019. I uh, was in uh, Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. And the COVID thing was taught. People were talking about COVID. And in fact, was in the airport waiting in a, a next to some international terminals. And there was a plane going to London and a plane going to Paris. And both of them, I couldn't believe how empty they were. Because I've flown overseas like that before. Mm-hmm. And usually those planes, I mean, they're, they're big planes that hold a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And those waiting rooms are just packed. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of people. Those planes, there was nobody on those planes hardly. Yeah. So we flew back. And, and as soon as we got back, then all of a sudden the COVID thing hit and people quit flying. And, and, and in light of everything that has happened and is, is, ha- is still happening with the airlines right now, any deliberate plans to fly in the near future? You know, <clears throat> I, I, I want to at the end, I want to in the fall. Because mm-hmm. I want to take, I want to go on a big trip. I want to take, mm-hmm. I want to drive the Pacific Coast Highway in October. Mm-hmm. The only way to do that with a time frame I want to do it is to fly. I mean, right. You got to fly to the destination and, and then drive all the way down. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be driving all the way to, to San Diego, which I don't want to go from south to north. I want to go from north to south. And I'd have to fly to all, drive to San Diego, drive, fly, drive all the way up the, and then come back down or something. Take, I couldn't do it in a, 10 days. No. So there's a possibility I'm going to fly to, at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully things have gotten better. But I, hope I wouldn't so. hold my breath. Guys, we're way out of time here. We'll see you next time with another episode of Get It Right with Mike and Trey. Until then, you guys take care. We'll see you down the road.